You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. So James and John said to Jesus, the perfect servant leader, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Grant that in your glory we may sit at your right and at your left. It's one thing to ask for an invitation to a party. It's another thing to ask to be the guest of honor. Do whatever we ask of you is a pretty open-ended demand. So in our gospel, James and John approach Jesus with a little request. In heaven, make us your number one and number two guys. They just want prime real estate in the eternal kingdom of heaven. What an expensive piece of property. And why so bold or arrogant? In order to be worthy of those seats, one has to totally give of oneself, just as Christ gives of himself. Jesus shows us that death is the gateway to life through his total gift of self. Man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of self, according to Pope Paul VI in his 1965 encyclical letter, Gaudium et Spes, which is Latin for joy and hope. So Jesus basically said to the apostles, you have no clue what you're asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I will be baptized? They said, we can. James and John recognize that Jesus is the Messiah, son of David, but they expect his kingdom to be more like the worldly kingdoms of wealth and power. They imagine that the cup and the baptism of Jesus will be like the royal cups drunk by kings and the royal baths, like Herod's elaborate Roman baths and all 12 of his palaces. But the cup that Jesus will drink will be the cup of his passion, which he prays will pass from him, and the baptism will be a baptism of his own blood, on the cross. First, Jesus is a perfect leader, and we are all leaders somehow within our families, friends, work, school, or church. So when the ter- ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. And Jesus said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. The other ten apostles are angry that James and John are making a leadership power play. And Jesus scolds them all for their demonic concept of a leader. He says leaders of this world use leadership for their benefit. This is the way Satan understands leadership for the benefit of the one in authority. But Jesus inverts this image and this belief. Leadership is for the benefit of those who are led. So the leader is actually a servant 
and the greatest leader is the greatest servant. Jesus is going to set an example of servant leadership by dying the death of a slave, even though he is the king of the universe. And crucifixion was reserved for slaves and low-class persons. For this reason, any Christian who holds a position of authority in society or the church needs to see his or her authority only in terms of how it benefits the common good. This doesn't mean that leaders don't have authority, because unless the leader can make decisions and be obeyed, they can't coordinate the efforts of the group to benefit each member. But the leader's never to use his authority to benefit himself. And this is a kind of abuse that we are all painfully aware of today. In corporate corruption, church scandal, and authoritarian government rule. No comment needed. Second, Jesus is the perfect servant, and we're all servants somehow within our families, friends, work, school, or church. Whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the servant of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. The Greek word for servant is diakonos, from which we get deacon, and which means one who assists or ministers. Jesus teaches that to be the greatest, you have to be the least. It's not by one's own power that we gain authority in God's eyes. It's rather through serving and allowing God to work through you to be great in God's eyes. To live a life of service means that we give of ourselves totally, completely, as a gift of love to others. It means that we sacrifice everything. This isn't popular in our day and time because our culture is calling us to a life of pleasure and the constant avoidance of pain. This is an anti-Christian view of life. Life is not about what we can get out of it, but is about giving ourselves completely to Christ, to love. And love shows itself in service and sacrifice, not in power. So many prepare and study to be people of power, of expertise, and who can do it all by themselves through rugged American individualism. And it's important to be the best person you can be, but our lives will be disordered and will lack proper meaning if they're not lived in serving Christ in others. Service is a very important life skill to learn, for in it, we are icons of Christ and not the center of the world. Also, note the final words of the gospel for many. Jesus says this is the blood of the covenant poured out for many. He doesn't mean just for some and not all. He means for all. The same thing is true at Mass. The word many means everyone. In the church, following the apostles, teaches that Christ died for all men without exception. It says, There is not 
never has been, never will be, a single human being for whom Christ did not suffer. It is love to the end. It confers on Christ's sacrifice its value as redemption and reparation, as atonement and satisfaction. He knew and loved us all when he offered his life. Pope Benedict teaches that Jesus offers his life for every soul, but that doesn't mean that every soul will go on to accept and respond to the grace and ransom to accept the forgiveness that Christ offers through his passion, death, and resurrection. We still have to respond to that grace, and Christ has given us his Catholic Church as the ordinary means of salvation. And third, Jesus is the perfect servant leader. We are all servant leaders somehow within our families, friends, work, school, or church. But being a servant leader requires the virtue of humility. Ultimately, I don't think it's possible to be a servant leader without having a strong trust in God and in his infinite love. A servant leader must often suffer by putting his own interests last. And this suffering would be unbearable without hope in the life to come and confidence in a loving God who has good things planned for those who love him. As St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta teaches, the fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. And the fruit of service is peace. Let us ask the Lord for the humility we need to be servant leaders, placing ourselves last and those we serve first, avoiding the fading glory of wanting to look good so we can rest in the lasting glory of God. Man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of self as a servant leader like Christ. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.